We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. It is Friday, January 5th, 2024. Alex Barutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K-Train Kreitz. All aboard! Let's jump right into the news. Last night we saw Nikola Jokic hit a last-second 40-foot three-pointer over Kevon Looney for Denver's 130-127 to win at Golden State. Uh, the Warriors dropped to 16-18 and 18 with this loss. Uh, the Western Conference continues to be tight at the top of the standings. You have four teams within three games. Minnesota, OKC, Denver, and the red-hot LA Clippers. Uh, Aaron Gordon had a 30.9 rebound game in his second contest back from being attacked by, I think it was his dog. Yes, uh, yeah, Makes you wonder how he's treating his dog, doesn't it? That's the- just saying. He's, he said it's a good boy. I believe him. He said it's a good I believe him, too. Uh, we also had some waiver wire darlings uh, come off the bench for Golden State. Steve Kerr was like, yeah, we're going to go with this lineup for, for the foreseeable future. And then he's like, you know what? Just kidding. Uh, I was doing gamesmanship uh, to scare off Mike Malone. Total BS move. Total BS move. <laughs> Tries well, as, as we all know, coaches lie all the time. Teams lie all the time. Uh, yeah. You're going to be just as right not believing them as you are believing them. Um, Free pods. Play pods. (laughs) Yeah, this was um, just a weird game overall. There's just the the Warriors rotation is really frustrating because you go and add all these guys off the waiver wire and it's like, oh, yeah, Kaminga's playing well. He's got, you know, however many points and he ends up playing only 19 minutes. It's not like. He was in foul trouble or anything. He had a good game, though. 16 points for. He had a good game. uh, It's like if he had played 28 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> imagine how good of a game he would have had. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know if there are any major fantasy takeaways from this game, Shannon, other than just, you know, the Warriors rotation continues to be a bit frustrating, although allegedly Draymond Green is going to return to the facility in the upcoming days. Yeah, it, so we're going to see another shakeup as soon as Draymond does return. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, Chris Paul might go back to the bench. Maybe they go with a smaller lineup uh, and put Looney back in the bench and keep Kaminga in there. It would seem to make sense to try to work Kaminga, keep Kaminga in the starting lineup. And uh, play but, Wiggins less. Yep, Wiggins yep. minus, minus 14 point differential last night. Get him out of there. 
But I, I don't think we're going to have, I think it's going to be a revolving door with that uh, starting lineup and there'll be switches until this team gets on the right track. I mean, 16 and 18, that's where Kerr's worry is. So yeah, I don't think he, he's worried too much about what us fantasy basketball players think about his rotation. <laughs> they are 11th in the West. They are outside looking in at the play-in. They are. Yeah. Not only was Wiggins a minus 14 last night, he's a minus 14 on the season. Uh, it's, yeah. it's been horrible for him. It's been horrible. Well, Hey Alex, sort of good news, kind of bad news. The Bucks sneak by the lowly Spurs last night, 125, 121 Spurs average given up. I'm sorry. The Spurs average scoring 111 points per game, but put 121 on the defensively challenged Bucks. Giannis and Wemby had a huge showdown. Giannis, 44 points, 14 rebounds, seven dimes, and three stocks. But Wemby, on his 20th birthday, 27 points, nine boards, one assist, five blocks, also five turnovers. Uh, the Bucks are giving up almost 120 points per game, which ranks 24th in the association. Alex and Shannon, what can Milwaukee do to improve their defense? Make a trade. Uh, trade for Grayson Allen back. Subs don't need that guy. We could use him. Uh, no, it's just the Bucks, uh, you know, you lose Drew Holiday and Grayson Allen, who's a very good defensive backcourt. You replace him with Damian Lillard and Malik Beasley, who are terrible in defensive backcourt. <laughs> not only that, Chris Middleton's not healthy on the wing. The wing defense is important. And he's always, he's been an overrated defender for like five years now. Um, so it's, uh, there's only two good defenders in the starting lineup and they both play on the back line. Do they have draft picks they can deal? I don't really think I don't so. How, I was going to say, I don't know how much they have in the treasure trove to make a trade, right? No one's looking for Malik Beasley. No, off the top of my head. I don't think they have anything. No, yeah. no, um, not much, not much to do. You know, essentially they're just like every other contender. They're going to be on the market for a three and D perimeter player. Um, come to trade deadline. Uh, good luck landing that with the assets they have. Um, maybe in the buyout market, they'll find someone, uh, but they're just going to have to outscore uh, other teams. And, and really other than Indiana, they've been doing that against most teams in the, in the, in the NBA. So I don't think the Bucks have much to worry about. Honestly. Do you, do you think they're praying they can get PJ Tucker in the buyout? Oh, my no, God, get him back. I, I don't know. I Well, they, they, the problem is they need, they need guard defense. Right. Any, any backcourt defense. Yeah, That's they don't need true. another P.J. That's Tucker true. type. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, Alex, you know, you're the one that's stuck doing the lineups and the injuries, and you deal with this the most uh, uh, at Rotowire. Can you explain the whole Chris Middleton back-to-backs thing and why he sort of sat, sort of did not sit last night and the whole NBA rules where they're trying to stop the sitting? Well, um, you know, the team knew that Middleton wasn't going to play the second half. No one else knew. We didn't know. Uh, I don't know if the sports. And traditionally, they were traditionally not playing Middleton in back-to-backs. Yes. And somebody must have told Milwaukee from the head office, hey, we think he's ready to play. Or what, what was going on there? Well, he had been playing 30 minutes. I mean, he had, before that, he had played 30 minutes in, what is this, seven straight games? Six straight games. So the Bucks were ramping him up. Um, but yeah, this was apparently a scheduled second half rest day, which only they knew internally and did not report to anybody. Well, so that's I, really frustrating. I will say at, 
they did. Adrian Griffin did announce before the game that Chris Middleton, this may be an hour before the game, that Chris Middleton was going to have his minutes monitored during Thursday night's contest. What that means, obviously, you know, you have to still decipher. But it did immediately. I went and said, okay, well, I'm taking him out of my DFS lineups. Uh, so that, that is something to watch, you know, keep an eye out for those type of updates. And if it's with a guy like Chris Middleton, uh, you know, I think you have to proceed with caution if you're playing in a daily league or a DFS, uh, format. So it's, it feels like they're doing something sneaky to not get fined by the head office. Uh, and it's weird. Um, but that's good advice, gentlemen. Um, Alex, tell us about news in Chicago. Yeah, we have Zach Levine is questionable to return tonight for the Bulls. Um, we, you know, we thought maybe we had seen the last of Levine in a Bulls uniform, but they're going to bring him back uh, se- seemingly soon. And I don't know if it's just to prove that he's healthy so they can move him. But, um, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, you might have a few rough, ga- not rough games, but Kobe White's usage uh, might go down a bit here, but I would still hold on. You know, assuming Levine's getting traded. You know why they they're bringing him back? Because nobody wants him. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> that might like, be true. Oh yeah, I'd love to pay him forty six million for each of the next three seasons to play terrible defense and pout when he doesn't get to shoot a thousand times a game. Yeah, please give me that honor. Yeah, he's a he's a hard player to trade for because we know he can't be your number one option. He he's making order money. If you're if he's your number two option, your number one probably has to be like borderline MVP. So if you're trading for him, you have to be a team that's decent right now, but that needs a third option. And it, it's, it's like, what is that? Two teams? I don't even know. Like the Kings? It's just, you know, I, I don't know. It's, he's a really hard guy to trade. Uh, we also have Kevin Durant still questionable for tonight. Um, I, he's missed two games. I would be surprised if he came back tonight. No reason to like rush him back or anything. Uh, Phoenix is 18 and 16. They're ninth in the West. Um, you know, they've been completely unable to get healthy. I did look up what their numbers are with Bradley Beal, Durant, and Booker on the floor together. It's like 120, 150 possessions or something like that. They're plus 25 per 100. Like they're destroying teams when they're all on the court together, but they've played the equivalent of like one and a half full games. Yeah. Um, so is this lineup ever healthy though? You know, like, I don't know if Beal's ever going to play a 50 game season. Durant's 87 years old or something. You know, I, uh, Shannon, what's your optimism or pessimism for the sun? I mean, I do think they're, we're, we're nearing good news for them, right? Like Durant should be returning. He's questionable for tonight. Um, I think that they, they're best served. Keep him out until he's truly a 100%. But on the Beal side, it's actually been pretty encouraging since this five game. He sat for five games, been back for four now. Uh, and and upon his return, they had mentioned they're going to kind of watch his minutes closely and ramp them up accordingly, but not just let him go out there and immediately play a full load of minutes. But he actually is already there. I mean, he played 30, 35, 34, 41 yeah. minutes in the most recent game on Wednesday. Well, they, I mean, maybe they did the first game, uh, but if they're confident or comfortable enough playing him for 41 minutes on Wednesday, um, that's a good indication indicator that he's healthy he's been, right now. He's been north of 30 minutes since it came back. He yep. a whopping 41 on yep. the third. Uh, so his, his inevitable breakdown will come. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, de- depending on depending on what book you look at uh, in uh, for futures championship odds, the Suns are still fourth in uh, in title odds right now, behind the Celtics, Nuggets, and Bucks, and above the 76ers, Clippers, Lakers, Wolves, Thunder, Mavericks, Heat is how that goes. Nick and I have been talking about the Thunder's title odds before Christmas. They were like forty-five to one, and now they're down to twenty-three to one. Uh, so people are definitely starting to have some more belief in the Thunder. Um, beat the T Wolves and the Celtics, and that's going to get you some attention. It will, yeah. Um, okay, before we get to fan feedback, let's talk about Underdog Fantasy, the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick'em contests. If you haven't tried Underdog yet. New Underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to $100 and a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with promo code RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA to claim your free RotoWire subscription and deposit bonus. Choo-choo, Ken. Yeah, uh, sorry. I'm trying to get our our qu- <laughs> That's code R W N B A, and uh, or just choo choo. Uh, anyway, trying to line up our questions here. Got I one busted. That's my yeah. Friend. Got one uh, from uh, presumably a Nick fan. Do you guys think McBride is worth a grab and hold, or is he just a streamer? Miles McBride, 23 year old guard, did sign a three year extension with the Knicks. I mean, I kind of liked what I saw from McBride last year. Um, he's like a steals guy, mostly uh, steals and threes. But the fact that he played 18 minutes in that game where Ananobi hadn't played yet and Barrett and quickly were gone. Then he played seven minutes and 10 minutes. I just, I can't, I can't hold him. It's just, I, I, again, I like him. If you're in a really deep dynasty league and you have like a, a G league spot or a developmental spot, yeah, throw him in there, whatever. But I, I couldn't do it in a redraft league. Yeah, same. It's got to be an extremely deep league um, because at best, what is he, the fifth guard on this team right now? Uh, it's certainly encouraging that they view him as a possible long-term asset, and that's why they ex- the Knicks signed him to the extension. Uh, but until I see McBride actually go out there and play 20-plus minutes or produce at, at a level that's appropriate to warrant a, a pickup in, in whatever size fantasy league you're in, then I think he's just, uh, just uh, you know, Keep them on the waiver wire and watch and pick them up when the time's right. All right. Next questions about pickups. It may be too long. Yeah, it fits there nicely. Um, guy wants to know Richards, Olenek, Batazzi, Nance Jr., all on his waiver wire. You got any preferences for those four? I know we were talking pre-show about Mark Williams returning for the Hornets. Yeah. I mean, I would say all those guys are fair ads. Uh, I'm looking at your drop candidates. I, I, out of those guys, I would probably go with Jackson Davis or or Eason as a drop. Although I'm so I love Eason so much, it'd be hard for me to drop him. Um, I don't know, Shannon. Do you have a preference on on either the pickups or the drops? Yeah, I mean, right now, obviously Drummond will be a drop as soon as Vooch returns. Um, in most, it could in, be tonight. By the way, it could be tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I'm actually gonna go with. Olenek as my favorite of those four. Um, Richards has had a couple of good games, 
but he hasn't been consistent enough. And also, I know Williams is already ruled out for Friday, and he's had that doubtful take for so long. But you it does seem – already? I believe so. Unless, oh my yep, God. yep, out for Friday. Wow. So that that's actually he's done for the year. <laughs> it's a joke. Charlotte, for what it's worth, Charlotte and Utah both have four games next week. We'll get a little more into Larry Nance and the pickups. Um, yeah, we will. But, but uh, I, I think a clinic. I, I'm going with the clinic, and I would drop. Basically, I, I would wait until I have. I would hold on to Drummond for as long as possible. And then as soon as we know Vooch is returning, drop Drummond for a win. For what it's worth, Carter, Wendell Carter still having issues uh, in Orlando. It, Alex, didn't you and I trade a few slacks about Batazzi going back up the depth chart? Yeah, we need to push Batazzi back up because I, I don't know if Wendell Carter's going to start again this season. Um, he just hasn't he hasn't been playing that well. And he's been coming off the bench the past three games. And they played so well without him there. I just... You know, I mean, That's I, the he, thing. they did play so well with him as a starter. Why would you upset he, that mojo for such a mediocre player in Carter? And like, look, I mean, uh, moving him up up the rotowire depth chart is one thing, but the more <laughs> the more uh, the more relevant question that we get about Carter is like, should I pick him up? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I don't think so because his ceiling, his absolute ceiling, is like top eighty. But that's if he, he plays thirty three. That's if he plays thirty. No, he doesn't. And that's if he plays 33 minutes a game and he stays healthy, which he has never done. So you can't, I, to me, he's not even worth picking up unless you're in maybe a 14 team league. Well, and the way they keep waffling and he's back, he's not back. Makes me think that knee is, is messy. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, hopefully I won't butcher any more of the ad reads dealing with the, um, fan <laughs> feedbacks, but you know, I love the fans, Alex, I'm here for the fans. And the sponsors. That's a tough choice to make. But uh, let's get back to the notes. Uh, I believe it is now time for the money segment of the pod, the waiver wire. Take it away, Alex. The waiver wire. Uh, If you are new joining us here or just like hearing me say this every week, how we do this is we have two regular picks and one long shot. Regular picks must be rostered in 50% or fewer uh, fantasy leagues, usually Yahoo!, uh, and the one long shot roster in about 25% or fewer of uh, of Yahoo leagues. Uh, a warning, Brooklyn and Cleveland only have one game next week. Philly with two games. Uh, so if you are if you have some guys in your roster that you've been streaming from those teams or you're thinking about picking someone up, uh, be careful if it's from either of those squads. I'm going to no kick things off. Um, Dante DiVincenzo of the New York Knicks. He was our... A waiver wire cover guy on our YouTube video two weeks ago, but the situation has changed after RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly were traded to the Toronto Raptors in exchange for OG. Mm-hmm. And nobody wish opened up some time. Uh, he had a career high. DiVincenzo did 38 points after the Barrett quickly trade, but before OG got there, mm-hmm. uh, followed that up with two performances where he totaled 26 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, two steals and a block in 51 minutes. What it looks like from what we've seen the past couple of games with this Tibbs rotation is that DiVincenzo probably going to see about five more, six more minutes than he was before. But that also comes with a bit higher usage, um, playing a little bit more backup guard. He's going to handle some more than he was before because quickly he's not there. This might be more of a 14 team ad. I understand in 12 teamers, you know, it's uh, it's kind of borderline. But he actually ranks 49th in permanent eight cap production this year. He's playing really well, fantasy point per minute. So if you're in a if you're in a uh, 
a points league and you're in a 12 team points league. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a fine ad. Uh, New York only has three games next week. So he doesn't make for a great streamer, but he's more of a long-term, I would say longer term 14 team league option. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Um. Can take us to our cover guy. I know. Maybe, you know, I, we got to get the cover guys in early. Maybe I showed a little too much enthusiasm here. Maybe he should be my dull pick or my uh, long shot of the week. But perennial waiver wire ad Larry Nance of your New Orleans Pelicans. He's rostered in 22% of Yahoo leagues. He's back after a rib injury. 
He does qualify as a forward and center on both Yahoo and ESPN. As Alex loves to point out, Nance plays better with Zion than uh, Jonas Valanciunas, and we're seeing this as Nance eats into JV's playing time. Pelicans only have three games next week, so maybe not ideal to stream this week versus next week. But if you need center help, I've got one league where I'm desperately looking for a backup center. Larry Nance is back and always a solid option. Good suggestion, Ken. My first waiver wire pickup of the week is a guy we've talked about already this season, Aaron Neesmith, swingman for the Indiana Pacers, 32% rostered on Yahoo. Uh, you know, like I said, we've mentioned him before, but he continues to play better. His roles changed some. Uh, so I think he warrants consideration again. He has started the last five games for the Pacers. He's been a top 50 player over the past week with averages of 12.5 points, 3.3 three-pointers, two steals, and one block in 28 minutes per game. Indiana has four games next week. Neesmith is never going to, you know, it's highly unlikely he's going to go out there and average 18, 20 points per game, but he does enough of the little stuff, has some steals, some threes mixed in where it's going to provide solid overall value. You know, the Shane Battier special, I always like to call that. And I think we're going to see that from him for the remainder of the season or as long as he stays in the in the Pacers starting lineup. You know, even before he's promoted to the starter, he was finishing a lot of games for the Pacers. So it's obvious that Rick Carlisle likes Neesmith and will be a part, uh, an important part of the rotation moving forward. He is hands down their highest energy guy. His minutes yes. are always going to be there, whether it's bench or starter, because he's their biggest hustler on defense and the boards, which is weird. He was kind of drafted to be that um, three and three and D sharpshooter, but really he's turned into a high energy guy. It, it's it's been impressive. Uh, it's weird that he is a starting power forward in the NBA preseason. <laughs> we were talking about top in, we were talking about Walker and expecting one of those guys to break out. But no, it's Neesmith for the Pacers. Well, I'm really, Jalen Smith's playing power forward, and they finally moved Smith to small forward. You are right? correct. Now, yes, that is the case. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Neesmith does log a lot of minutes at the four. Alex, tell us about another perennial waiver wire uh, person out in Utah. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's former Celtic, former Piston, Kelly Olenek. Former Rocket. Uh, Former Rocket. Well, yeah, former Rocket, former uh I think that's, that's it. it. Oh that no, Miami. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave him the big contract after For, Boston. Former right? Piston. Yeah. Former Piston. Oh, I said that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um he and Larry Nance could be the same person, actually. Yeah. <laughs> if you Canadian put, Larry Nance, Kelly Olinick. <laughs> if you put them together, they make one really good starter. Uh <laughs> Utah plays four times next week, so that's that's kind of what's driving the log of this. He's a great Olenek's a great streaming option. We could say this about Nance as well. Yeah. Uh past 14 games for Olenek. It's a pretty extended stretch here. Nine points, five rebounds, six assists, and a steal for 27 fantasy points in 23 minutes. The Megats fluctuate a lot, but you got a four-game week, so you're kind of insulated from some variance there. Uh still one of the best per Megan fantasy players in the NBA. They can't they can't quit him. Just like we can't quit him. So go ahead and go ahead and stream them in on your 12 teamers. 
You know what this really indicates is just how bad John Collins has been playing for the Jazz. Like, uh, they yeah, really wanted to replace Olenek with John Collins, and they were they were like, nope, can't do it. Yeah, it's tough. Um, all right, Ken, who is your who is your second waiver wire pickup? Another perennial waiver wire person. Uh, both Shannon and I had him listed. Uh, Shannon politely de- de- uh, deferred to me. Kelly Oubre. Of your Philadelphia 76ers, only 45% rostered on Yahoo. This is a longer-term play because Philly has only two games. So do not do this for streaming for next week. But Ubre is back as a starter, has started the last seven games after that car accident that led to a rib injury. Last five games, 14 points, four rebounds, over two-and-a-half threes, 2.2 stocks while shooting a nice 47%. It made sense that he was slow coming back from that rib injury, but I think he's finally back. You know, everybody picked him up 12 games, 10 games into the season before that car accident, and he's working his way back to maybe passing Tobias Harris as the number three scoring option on this Sixers team. Um, Anyway, that's a long-term move, though. Kelly Oubre, don't play him next week. I, I love Ubre as a pickup, Ken. As you mentioned, we both were going to highlight him this week. Um, I do, I do wonder if he's going to stick in the starting lineup once the Sixers are healthy. Because over these seven games, and Bede missed some time, Melton missed some time, but yeah. Batum missed time. You know, so I, I'm curious if they're going to keep him, move him to a six man role um, long term, which wouldn't necessarily hurt his overall production, or keep him in the starting lineup. So that that is one aspect to monitor. If they move him to six man, he's going to be the Vinny Johnson points off the bench guys. I'm not sure it affects his his, uh, his stats that much because they're not particularly deep. Kelly, and I should air. I should notice that I also had Nee Smith, so I supported the Aaron Nee Smith pick as well. Chad, there, Kelly, the air fryer Ubre. All right, <laughs> uh, my second pickup is a guy who is just over the fifty percent mark, but I I think his role is about to change a little bit. Jalen Suggs, guard for the Orlando Magic, 54% rostered on Yahoo. Orlando is dealing with some injuries. Franz Wagner just left a game because of an ankle injury on Wednesday night. He's been ruled out for Friday already. It's kind of to be determined how long he will sit. It's an ankle sprain. Uh, You know, depending on the severity of that ankle sprain, it could be a week. It could be, you know, a handful of weeks. Uh, We just don't know yet how long he's going to sit. And if Wagner sits, you know, I think we're going to see Wagner. No, I said, ooh, like I supported. Ooh, like, ooh, yes. Ooh, oh, like, ooh. okay. Ooh, yeah. ooh. I thought we were going back to Ubre. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> if Franz, if Franz sits, I just, I like Suggs to see an increase in his usage. We saw that in the game that, that yes. Franz had to leave early. Uh, a big all-around game from Suggs on, on January 3rd. He had 41 fantasy points, played 39 minutes, which I believe is a career high. Uh, 24 points, three rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks, and six three-pointers. Six for 12 from downtown. You know, it, It's been rare where Suggs would get uh, 18 field goal attempts, but that's how many he's seen he saw on Wednesday. And, I, you know, if if – if Franz is out, Franz has been the team's number two option uh, behind Bancaro. So if they if they need uh, more scoring, you've already got Fultz is out for Friday, for mm-hmm. instance. So you have Wagner out on Friday, Fultz out on Friday, Gary Harris out on Friday. This Joey team's going to need more scoring. Out. Yep, yep. 
oh, how could I forget? Joe Ingles out on Friday. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. This team is going to need more scoring, and I expect Suggs to really step up. So if you're looking for a short-term streaming option, if you're in a shallow league, I think Suggs is a guy to, to pick up. But he should be rostered in more – he should be rostered more than 50%, 54% of leagues by now. When they were running a lot of the offense through Wagner, almost in a Grand mm-hmm. Hill – point forward capacity with faults out which has been what now three four weeks i don't it seems like it's been forever uh so they'll need Way some yeah, so, yeah Suggs is gonna hold the ball a ton he's the ball's gonna go through his hands a ton uh my long shot pick ken or ken's shannon's alec burks uh another waiver wire staple <laughs> shannon's, shannon's shaking his head you don't love alec burks come on i'm not gonna claim that one <laughs> Uh, just he's nine percent roster in Yahoo, questionable for tonight. So that's just a quick heads up. If you're trying to stream him in tonight, uh, beware of that. But the past five games for Burks, he's averaging 18, two point, 18 point two points, three point four threes, two point six boards, one point oh assists in twenty six minutes. Uh, he he's had uh, let's say varying fantasy relevance throughout this season, but when he's hot, uh, when Monty Williams is playing him. You got to add him in 16 team leagues for sure. Uh, shallower kind of borderline, but it should be more than 9% while he's hot. Yeah, almost, hey, I'll hit that game tire that they lost in overtime. Who was that against? I forget. Utah. Who it was Utah. against Utah. He had, he had a big game against Utah and he yeah. played really well. Um, he has back to back really good games. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Pistons bench unit, uh, but it's hard to argue. Yeah. With Burks as a streaming option in deep leagues, that is definitely the case. Yeah, I have three pointers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Three pointers. I have a similar super deep league long shot, but at least he's a starter. Tamani Kamara of your Portland Trailblazers, only rostered in three percent of leagues, but Portland has four games tomorrow. The second next week, sorry, four games next week. The second round rookie has started for the Trailblazers since mid November. And last 10 games, he's had boring but steady production of eight points over five rebounds, uh, 1.6 stocks, one three-pointer while shooting a nice 49% from the field. Again, this is our long shot for deep leagues, 16-team leagues. Uh, The minutes are there. You need minutes to be productive. And the Trailblazers have four games. If you're in a deep league, need to stream somebody because you got Brooklyn or Cleveland on your roster. Tamani Kamara can get you by the next week. You know, his it's funny because his best NBA comp might be on his team, Matisse Thibault. <laughs> I was just yeah, Thibault. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh so yeah, he's kind of he's kind of that Fighting guy. Him so for if, minutes. They, 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 probably uh not not as uh, high of a ceiling on the defensive end as Thibault, but uh better shooter. A better, better shooter. shooter. A lot right. cheaper for the Trailblazers, Kamara. But uh, there you yeah. go. Who's your long shot, Shannon? Yeah, our final suggestion for the week, Simone Fontecchio, uh, starting small forward for the Utah Jazz. Uh, he's He impressed me. I watched him play against the Pistons. I've seen him play a handful of times this year, but he was he was brilliant against Detroit on Wednesday night. Um, he's looked really good since returning to the starting lineup three games ago. Over that three games, he is averaging 17 points, 6.7 rebounds, 2.7 assists, two steals. And 2.3 three-pointers, 41% from downtown, 55 from the floor. 
Uh, you know, as long as if he sticks in the starting lineup, I think he's worth a look in most 12 team leaguers, uh, 12 team leagues, definitely 14 team leagues. Um, I'm surprised uh, that the Jazz went back to him, but I also was never a big believer of Markinen being a, a small forward. I think he's a better fit at the four. Um, so if Fontecchio is available and you're in a 12, 14 team league, He's worth a look, especially if you need three pointers um, and probably probably a good hold for as long as he stays in the starting lineup. Yet another human embodiment of the failure that is John Collins in Utah. But uh, yeah, he had he's had some huge games. They were dinged up a little bit, but uh, they're healthy now. I mean, they're they're healthy now and he's playing 30 over 30 minutes per game over that three game stretch. Maybe part of their good tanking strategy. We'll see. But uh, yeah, they, they keep playing them. All right, gentlemen, uh, it is time for your Friday night DFS advice on a very busy slate, and I'll try to answer a few questions live while you guys give your awesome DFS advice. There are 14 games today, uh, which makes uh, my job and anybody else's job who works at this company and works on NBA content a living nightmare. But if you play DFS in a... uh, in a in a throne like Shannon does, this is a really fun night. Uh, highest over under of the night: Atlanta at Indiana, two sixty two over under. We saw this go for what, what was it over three hundred last time these two teams played against each other? Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, as always, in terms of injuries, too many guys out to just sit here and list. Nobody wants to listen to that. So check the RotoWire daily lineups page. Check the RotoWire injuries page. Uh, read the analysis, etc. Uh, Shannon, on this slate, where is the first place that you are turning? Well, it's it's going to be that Atlanta Indiana game. Uh, okay. Basically, any any players you can get in your lineup from that contest probably makes sense. Um, you know, the, the the Pacers have a lot of guys who have high ceilings coming off their bench, like Buddy Heald, Matherin. Um, there, Isaiah Jackson, even, you know, our, our optimizer likes Isaiah Jackson tonight, even though he's going to probably play less than 20 minutes uh, because of that high over under. Uh, it, it's an absolutely monster game from a DFS standpoint. My favorite play from that game is Jalen Johnson, 6,900 on DraftKings. Um, you know, we've talked about Johnson a lot preseason during the season. He has been fantastic since returning from injury over the past three games. He has 42, 48, and 49 fantasy points. Um, it's it's tough for me to avoid him, especially in, in a cushy matchup against the Pacers, who are horrible against opposing uh, forwards. I uh, I looked this up the other day. I, I don't remember the exact stats on it, but uh, obviously the Pacers are one of the worst transition teams in the NBA. And Jalen Johnson scores something like 30, 35% of his points in transition. So it should be a, a massive opportunity for him uh, to play. So I, I definitely like that call. Other guys you can get in that game are good. The, the Pacers just, they don't have any backcourt defenders either. Hard for me to, to, to really say like, don't play Trey Young. Don't play DeJounte Murray. It's just like, it's, uh, it's, hard, to, it's hard to ignore at some point. Uh, aside from those guys, I think, um, you know, Nick Richards is going to continue to be a good value. Um, it's a little up and down, but he's he's he had like one bad game against Phoenix going up against Nurkic. That happens. Uh, Nurkic is actually pretty good at, at uh, stopping opposing centers from, from getting rebounds. Uh, but he's had a, a decent floor of about 26 to 30 fantasy points. 
going up against Chicago, who are may or may not be without Nikola Vucevic. Um, uh, any other any other spots for you, Shannon? Yeah, R- Richard's certainly a good solid play. He, he remains under six thousand dollars, so uh, in that range, he's usually you know a, a good option. And that matchup against Chicago is nice. Uh, one one center that I do like more. Uh, then Richards, who is in that same price range, is, is our boy Isaiah Hartenstein, uh, six thousand for the New York Knicks. He is he's starting. To, he's been playing better since the trade. Uh, past two games, thirty nine minutes, thirty seven minutes, thirty four and forty seven fantasy points in those two outings. Um, you know, I think two week or actually this wasn't on podcast, but we talked about it. I thought maybe Precious uh, Atua would, would eat in to. Hartenstein's minutes, that hasn't happened yet. Hartenstein's only playing more minutes. Um, and for as long as that happens, I, I'm going to roll with Hartenstein as long as the discount on DraftKings like he is tonight. A um, couple other discount guys that I like. Uh, Cody Martin for the Charlotte Bobcat. Oh, Why do I yeah. always say Bobcats? Hornets. No, they're the, the Bobcats. They're, they'll always be the Bobcats in my heart. But Cody, Cody Martin thir- played 33 minutes against Sacramento on Tuesday night. Only 17 fantasy points, but I, I love the fact that he's playing 33 minutes. Uh, this Charlotte team's still shorthanded. Gordon Hayward's out, and I think Cody Martin is actually the guy who is the better fit. You know, you got Bruce McGowan and, and some other options who they've been streaming in and out of their starting lineup. But I won't be surprised if Martin even gets a starting nod in the near future. Yeah, I mean Martin. Uh... I wrote, I wrote him up in an article I did about, you know, risers and fallers over the holiday, you know, week and a half. And he was in there because it's like, well, you know, he's, he's been a decent guy for like 14 team fantasy leagues for a while. So I like that call. Uh, we also have this Washington Cleveland game with a 240 over under. Uh, I think Kuzma's a solid option in this game. He's going to be guarded by Dean Wade, most likely, uh, which should lead to some buckets. Ken, Jazz versus Celtics. What do you what, what have you Revenge seen? Revenge game for the clinic. Oh, yeah, uh, I have been ans- frantically answering questions in the message. I know, board. I see that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, the, I think the fear was just who would Boston bench? Who are they going to rest? Even if they say everyone's healthy, they have had a healthy uh, injury report the last few games. Uh, Al Horford is going to take a snooze. I, I would just be worried that blowout, and we see a lot of. O'Shea Brissett, Lamar Stevens, yes. and Luke Cornett. So my fear would just at home too. Now the you know maybe maybe Boston takes this game for granted, but the, the the fear of a blowout and low minutes for the starters would worry me. Yeah, I mean this uh, fourteen point favorites Boston are uh, yeah. against Utah, so blowout potential is there. Um, Colin Shannon, Sexton the- though has been playing really well. I guess I'd, be, I'd lean a little though. Boy, the guard, Celtic yeah, guard defense court. is so awesome. <laughs> so yeah. awesome. Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> we have we have the Pistons on the slate, Shannon, going up against the Warriors, who played a really hard-fought game yesterday, second night of a back-to-back for them. Uh, what have you seen out of Detroit lately, aside from Alec Burks turning things up? So the actually, what we have on DraftKings, which is a, this is a unique thing that they've been doing lately, they've, they've, they've divvied up their main slate to not include the final two to three games when it when it, especially when it's a big slate like this. So the oh, okay. the late games are actually a separate slate and not a part of the main slate on DraftKings for tonight. Um but I don't mind that. 
no i it's it's a unique it's a unique twist i kind of like it i think it uh certainly helps uh players who aren't uh the sharks if you're not you know if you max entry lineup folks probably would prefer the the full all games be on the slate um but i think this is a benefit for people who like to just kind of play more casually um it, it's tough. I, I think the Golden State side we'll have to see because I wouldn't be surprised if they rest a couple players. Um, for right. for Detroit, I mean, Cunning, Cade Cunningham's been carrying this team. is going to have to continue to do so. Uh, he had a big fifty eight point fantasy outing against Utah. Um, he had he had one dud uh, against the Rockets, um, where he only had twenty fantasy points. But everything else over the past couple weeks, 50, 60 points. At 8,600, uh, Cade's still a quality option there. Um, I, I'm not I'm not confident enough in Burks to go that route. Uh, 4,800, uh, you know, he essentially needs to be hot from three when he comes off the bench and have a player like Jaden Ivey uh, not be playing well to be guaranteed to play 25 minutes or more. Um, so he's a bit riskier. And and then same thing with like Isaiah Livers could maybe be an option for that late slate if you're looking for for uh, a cheap option. Forty one hundred. Um, he started the the game against Utah and played thirty six minutes. Monty Williams up to his old tricks there. Uh, it's tough. I I do like I do like more players on the Golden State side, uh, but I would want to see who they're actually starting. So you know does does Looney play and start again or do they go back to Jackson Davis is Kaminga still in the starting lineup or, or maybe they rest Wiggins maybe they rest Thompson uh it's all going to change pods would be an option of course as well if they're resting some of their veterans but going back to the main slate on DraftKings tonight there are you know we talked about Dante uh DiVincenzo earlier he's solid option 5300 on DraftKings Alex mentioned that big night that he had 61 fancy points when he scored 38 points um he's got that kind of upside which is rare for someone priced at 5300 uh and then my one of my favorite picks for this slate is carl anthony towns i hate the matchup he's going against the rockets but he is listed at 7200 really low on DraftKings, I, it feels like a mistake. I mean, just two weeks ago, he was nine thousand. He was seventy eight hundred in the most recent game. Usually in the eight thousand to mid eight thousand dollar range. You know, he's had. I wouldn't even say he's had too many sneakers. He had he had a couple games uh, in late December where he didn't top thirty fantasy points, but forty one fantasy he points, thirty two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was he wasn't at full strength. So forty one and thirty two fantasy points past two games. You know, still taking a ton of shots, 18 field goal attempts, 19 field goal attempts. 7,200 for a player who's averaging essentially 40 fantasy points per game is unheard of. And even though I don't like the matchup, I I will be hard-pressed to not have him in my final lineup. Uh, I think I think that can probably wrap things up for the uh, DFS segment, um, which means that it is time for Ken's old man rant Arg. on wednesday the indiana pacers debuted new jersey patches with qr codes on the ad shoulder what can't people just watch the damn game does this mean i can't get a real menu at their stadium 
Hand me a printed menu, damn it. I'm against anything that has people on their phones more. Cell phones are evil. No one interacts human to human anymore. I have no idea how young people get laid. Arrgh. Can I uh can I get a potential there's a, old There's an app go, for that, Ken. Yeah. That's <laughs> for sure. Can I get a potential old man rant? I need your I need your take on this, Ken. The the Orlando Magic retiring Shaquille O'Neal's number. I mean, how many I Luke Warm I wanted to pull up his career stats. I mean, he did get them to a final. He, he is got the them to a final. No. But he did, um, they didn't win it, and then he, he bailed for LA. Bail on I mean he played five um, years there. It's a PR stunt, right? The guy's been on TV now for 20 years after his retirement. <laughs> Orlando needs some good news for the last 20 years. I say, sure, why not? At, at worst, he's the third most important player to ever put on a Magic jersey. I would argue he's the most important. The only other options are Dwight Howard and Tracy McGrady. That's it. You don't have yeah. anyone else that, that falls into it. I think Shaq's what put them on the map, and, and I think he deserves it. I think he deserves it. Okay. Too. Okay. I'm looking at the Magic all-time top 12 players in terms of win shares right now. Dwight Howard, number one. Nick Anderson, number two. Vooch, number three. Shaq, number four, followed by T-Mac. And Shaq's uh, four with only playing five yeah. seasons. That's insane. Have they retired Dwight Howard's number over there? I'd rather have Shaq than Dwight Howard. I don't think he's technically retired. Yeah, yet. he's technically active, right? I mean, he's destroying the time league, league in a different country. We're now varying into topics that cannot be discussed on the topic. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody. I would check. Okay. I didn't know. I wanted to maybe spark a second old man rant. Rare. Um <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented by Underdog Fantasy. Ken, take us out of here. Let's go back to San Antonio to hear Bucks coach Adrian, Gri Adrian Griffin gush about Wemby and Giannis after last night's matchup. Griffin said, quote, that was a fun game. That was a fun game to coach, a fun game to watch. Two of the most unique, talented big men. I use that big man term loosely because they are very versatile players. Man, that was fun. I thought Wemby was great. I thought Giannis was phenomenal. I'm not sure Griffin's so happy if they blow that game, but cute to, cute to hear Coach act like a fan was nice. Anyway, attention passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. <laughs>